We want to thank our sponsor for this podcast, Russ and Leonard at Thrivent Financial. Thrivent helps its members be wise with money by offering guidance on sharing, saving, and spending. Thrivent, a non-for-profit membership organization that serves Christians, has helped its members protect their families and make wise money decisions for more than 100 years. If you're looking for some financial advice, give Rustin a call at 785-822-0653, or you can go to our Facebook page and you will see links to his site from there. Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Hey, here we are, season two, episode number six. This is a big one for us here, Philip. This is at tomorrow will be our one-year anniversary. We got our first podcast a year ago tomorrow. And I didn't even buy Kevin anything. (laughs) Yeah, I'm disappointed in that. (laughs) It's uh, it's been an interesting year for sure. Um, It's a little difficult when you decide to start a podcast that you're going to talk about traveling, sports, food, and then a couple months later, you can't travel and and there's no sports and 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 what have you missed the most out of all that travel the traveling yeah i I, know sports i do miss the sports but 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 we've gotten some right 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 slow got slow bites of it back the traveling part um originally when we first started talking about doing this we were going to talk quite a bit about here we go to different places and and uh this year i've already had two trips a trip we won from express been canceled uh there's a an our, uh, our national events been canceled, and those are always two kind of free trips for us that are always at cool places. And so on top of not getting to go to New York and who even wants to go there now, then yeah, we didn't have much to talk about nope. except for a lot of coronavirus, and we're, we've tried to steer away from that, thank God. But here we're going to come right back to it. So what's on your mind today? Oh, Philip? you know what coronavirus did? Another kick in the kid's face by the city. I, I say that, and I, I don't know what the, how they make these decisions, but the Christmas parade's been canceled. So downtown Christmas parade. Last mm-hmm. year was a phenomenal success, and we talked about it last year. We did, it had, yep. It, I think on our first ever podcast, we talked about what a success it was. But um, for some reason, they've canceled it. And I know it's due to coronavirus, but the last I heard, those parades were outside, we could social distance in a parade, I feel like. You would think, yeah. Um, it's it's a kind of a kick in the kid's face. Because like for the parade uh, dance, the girls have practiced for three months to do the dances that they do down through there. And then they don't, they don't get to do them at all. Uh, they are going to do it in front of JCPenney's on Saturday uh, after lunch, do the dance if oh, anybody okay. was to hear this and, or whatever. But the uh, but reason I was puzzled by the cancellation of it is I know many people who were in the field house last week. Yep. An indoor facility with tournaments going on. You yourself went to Hairball the week before. We did. A complete packed place. That wasn't canceled, but you cancel an outdoor parade. It just I, I have to have someone call me and explain to me why the what the what the decision there was and why it was made. Yeah, Big Brothers and Big Sisters is still doing the Frosty five K that morning. So the the gift that we're going to give everybody is a is a gator so everybody will have a mask to wear and obviously in a run scenario you can socially distance and that's True. on you to make Social sure distance. you stay away from people I feel but like you can in a parade I would think so maybe even if you had to extend the route a little bit right. to give you a little bit more room I just don't see the numbers turning out the way they did last year last year was the opening of downtowns uh over yep. paid uh, street decorations. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's that's. Um, I don't know if it's a story of the week. It's just a complaint of the week. So that's my filed my complaint. Well, it's funny because I do have something I was going to bring up too, um, and it's related to COVID. And then we're going to move on from there. But um, Ed Markey, who is a U.S. senator, I think in Massachusetts, if I remember correctly. If you want some comedy gold, anybody, you need to go to his Twitter account and check out. So he recently tweeted this question. What would you do if your student debt was forgiven? That was the question. There were some interesting answers. One guy said, 
two chicks at the same time. So there were some pretty funny ones. Um, what I was interested in is the people that were, I think, for the most part, trying to be honest with their answers. But but these people have absolutely no clue. And, of course, we've talked about that those are a lot of the people that are requesting this sort of thing. But one person said, pay off my credit card debt. Hmm. Okay, well. Um, so that right now they've got two piles of debt. They don't know how to manage their money yeah, at yeah. all. One guy said, get a job at a company with actual PTO instead of working for my current one, which does not. So how does forgiving student debt have anything to do with the choice you've made on the job on that the you job have. You took. Yeah. Move to, uh, now I don't know this for a fact, but it sure feels like it in uh, Germany and in England, their vacation benefits are much better than American yes. vacation benefits. Yes. I don't know exactly, but it's like six to eight weeks a year is sort of standard. Right. Uh, which I know a lot of Americans would love that, but uh, but I know as a business owner, I couldn't afford that. <laughs> so, so what do you think about this, real quick, on the on the idea of the the forgiving student debt? I mean, I won't get into the whole. Well, I paid my debt off, right? I went to school, I racked up student debt, I paid it off like I'm supposed to. I mean, I I don't want to. How do I say this? I don't want to re- reward people for making irresponsible financial right. choices. And I'm not saying everybody does that. But we all know somebody or have heard of somebody who racked up 250 k in student debt to get a Ph.D. in ancient Greek literature. Right. And We had a girl that worked for us that came in from down south of Wichita, worked here, and went to Kansas Westland and got a degree, a four-year degree in museum sciences, you know, where she, she wanted to be... Yeah, like a curator but, and that But sort of she thing. wasn't willing to move to New York or the East Coast or anywhere like that. And we said, well, where do you think you're going to find? But her debt was massive. She actually joined the Air Force, and uh, the Air Force paid off her debt for yep. her. So, well, and that, but see, she took a step and right. did something she to She made a good that, decision. Right. And I think now with, with her Air Force um, background, it will be easier for her to get into that particular road. I, my thing on the student loan debt is there's so many of them that um, live off of it. They don't really mm-hmm. even pay for school off of it. That just right. gives them a ch- an opportunity to not work for four years right. where they could be working during that time. We did. Right. I did. Yep. I don't know if you did. Yep. I worked yep, pretty I worked. much a 40-hour yep. week all the way through college um, and paid my own. I, d- I never took more than maybe 15000 maybe not even that much in loans. Yeah, I think we were at fourteen or fifteen. both Kelly and I, somewhere around that. But... Uh, the low payments that we made all the years, right? Um, we didn't pay it off till about five or six years ago. Right. We just made the minimum payment for all those years. Yep. Now we paid ours off, but I mean, it, when I look back at it, I think that there's a lot of people out there that are making poor financial choices, and yes. and I'm not saying that taking a student loan out is, but when it comes to the repaying part, a lot of people are making stupid choices, and and so they that interest keeps accruing. Those people aren't going to all of a sudden you pay it off, start making good financial yeah, choices. Yeah, they're just going to move that somewhere else. They're but, saying they're forgiving it, but someone has to pay it. Yep, that's and it's not it, coming exactly from right. And 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 I'm for I'm for if there's something we can do with the interest rates because my understanding is the interest rates now are significantly higher than they used to be when you or I did it. Yeah. You know, quite a while ago. Um, and I'm all for trying to figure out a way, whether even if it's no interest loans, you just pay it back. Right. I know there's a cost associated with that from a, um, you know, the, the, banks, the banks and everybody that's side, doing yeah. that. But that's I, I think that's more fiscally responsible than just paying off. Because to your point, somebody's got to pay for that. Money's got to come somewhere to pay yeah. those loans off. So we're going to take debt from one place to, and move it to another. I don't, I don't know that that makes sense. So. Well, let's move on. I just was curious. I saw that tweet. If you're interested, go check his Twitter account out. There's thousands of responses, some funny, some stupid, some honest. It's it's a pretty good uh, conversation starter. But yep. let's hear your story of the week. What do you got for us this week? That's That was it. Oh, that was your story that was, of the week? That was really my story of the week. I called it the complaint of the week. I should have told you that was my story of the week. Gotcha. Just, uh, I, I just wanted to talk, uh, you know, just on the Christmas parade. So, what do you have a story of the week? I do have a little there? one, and this kind yeah. of a complaint of the week, if you will, as well. But uh, I was reading. Here we in are, the, bitchers. Yeah. Sorry, one year yeah. in, and we're learning how to bitch. Uh, <laughs> I saw an article the other day, um, and I don't know how many people are familiar with this, but uh, Evergy, who who we all know as West Star. Um, 
So they have a current proposal in front of the KCC right now um, to hike rates. And when I say that, basically what they're wanting to do is to either proposal number one is add a grid access fee for solar users. And if that doesn't pass, then they want to implement a minimum bill for all rate payers. And basically they're saying these solar people are costing them money and and so they need to make up this money somehow. What's the percentage of solar users out there? It's not very much. To be, I, no. For me, I wouldn't think no. it would be high. No. So I, I will say this. I do have some solar panels on my house. It's not enough that it even makes a difference in my bill. Um, guy next to me just put in a net zero solar panel. So what that do means is... Do you have is, yours just for backup? No, mine or, was a package deal. I, it was before we moved here that it's connected to my air conditioner. So the idea okay. is that it would generate enough electricity to run my air conditioner in the summertime. I think it was a package deal with the air conditioner and furnace, all the air handling stuff. But um, Probably got a rebate for doing both. They might have. I don't know. And uh, But the guy next to me did a net zero. So what that means is, is he put enough panels on his house that his goal is to not use any electricity from Westar. But, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. What really upset me about this story is um, – in my opinion, this is just a, a money grab. Yeah. Because these people obviously are still probably paying some to West Star. The thing is, is if they generate more electricity than they use, they sell that back to West Star right. at a fraction of what West Star then so gets to resell to that. Right. And, yeah. and so if they if 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 proposal one doesn't go through and they do the minimum rate charge. From the stats I saw, that's going to mean a higher bill for ne nearly 130,000 customers that are making less than $25,000 a year. Huh. They're going to, at this point with the pandemic, everything else going on, they're going to increase the rate for people that are already struggling to pay their bills for a money a money grab, in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's my story of the week. If it's something that you're interested in, you can go check it out. It's all over the internet, all over newspapers, everything else. But, uh yeah, that's my story of the week. So if you uh, have solar, you should probably you probably already know about this. But if not, go check it out. So I just uh, it just frustrates me when I see these large organizations that are poorly ran that all they try to do is screw people out of more money yep. than they're already doing. So, and I would assume they're doing fine. I've not looked at their profit and loss statements lately. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they are. Fine. Yep, I'm sure. Well, they basketball are. season is right around the corner, guys. It is, and. Um, and what we're talking about is Big 12 basketball. Now, high school basketball, and we got the note, what's going to happen in high school basketball is only two fans, poor participating persons. So, like Gentry's uh, on Correct. the bets, I get two tickets. But it has to be direct family. I can't go scalp them to someone else. It's got to be mom, dad, mom, grandma, mom, grandpa. What's that kind of a deal? But just two. Uh, appears that students aren't going to be allowed in other than the ones who are participating in the events. Um, Unless they're an immediate family or they have a brother right. or sister that's playing. Uh, Wichita uh, schools has already canceled. No, no, not Wichita. Oklahoma City schools has canceled all spring sports. I'm afraid it's moving this direction because if Oklahoma City did it, Wichita might be next. And then, I mean, that's half the people we play in basketball. I saw there was a proposal in front of the Kansas State High School Activities Association as of today to push the date the start date of winter sports to sometime in January. I don't remember specifically yeah. the date. Well, Gentry herself said, I don't want to just dance in front of parents. <laughs> so <laughs> I can dance in front of the kids. I guess. So Monday night, Morgan played in Hutchinson and visiting fans. Well, we thought fans were not allowed to come. I, I think from what I saw, because they did do Facebook Live, I think it was visiting fans because it did look like there was a few people in the stands. But at halftime of the game, um, the girl, the dancers did come out and do a dance, and it was just so awkward because there was like four no people watch watching. Yeah. yeah, solo. This is what's going to happen to the girls that are dancing for the Christmas parade. They'll do their Christmas parade dances out in front of the mall, and hopefully a few people will stop by. They can do like a Joe Biden rally and just sit in the car and watch it. I guess. Yeah, yeah, wave as they go but, by. But uh, along with the high school basketball, we wanted to get into a little bit of Big 12 basketball. Oh, it's yeah. starting up real soon. Yep, here When's in a couple weeks. Game? I think it's here in a couple two, weeks, two right weeks, around right Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yep, yeah. yep. A lot of tournaments that are starting up. So, 
and Big 12 basketball should be I, I've read some publications that that are trying to say now I don't believe they're on the same level as the Big Ten yet, but they're saying they're one of the top conferences in the country. Now, Big Twelve has been there before, one of the top conferences. Yeah, they in say the that every year in the ratings, and I think that is because the Big Twelve, for the most part, all the teams tend to be pretty good, and yep. and I don't mean all the teams are tournament worthy, but. Most of those conferences have a couple teams at the bottom that are just bad, absolutely horrible. Yep. They're a guaranteed win every time you play them, yep. and Big Twelve doesn't have that. So I think the parity from top to bottom is a little bit closer. Unfortunately, that means more losses in right. the conference, and therefore, when it comes to tournament seedings, when it comes to the computer rankings, things like that, it tends to drop them down a little bit by the end of the year. They'll be high at the beginning, and then they'll start dropping a little bit as it goes through. We did a small prediction on football. Uh, I don't know if I know the basketball squads well enough, but do you do you see KU getting unthroned this year? Well, technically, they've been They're unthroned. In a mini reboot. So, um, I, I will say this: I I don't. Basketball is a sport that. More so than anything, in my opinion, anybody can win any day. With that said, the media and the coaches at this point have selected Baylor right. as a clear number one in the conference with KU being two. I don't think those people don't know what they're doing. So I would say at this point, Baylor has been chosen to, to win the well, conference. Well, you look at what Baylor's got returning, their top three scorers returning. Had the top defensive player in the country last year returning. I'm sure Baylor just every time I you go if you ever go watch Baylor live, Baylor seems longer and faster every time I watch them yep. play. They seem like they've got taller guys. They seem like they're defense. I just I've always thought Baylor was really good. Uh, yeah, even, they only lost one K starter from last year. Yeah, so but even when KU is rolling, you know for several. Baylor could have beat them any day. Oh, yeah, Sometimes absolutely. Sometimes they get some of those fog calls there at yeah. <laughs> at, uh, in the stadium. But, but I'll tell you, I went and watched Baylor a couple times play at OU, and uh, and I they're fun. Yep. They're fun to watch, and they're, I don't know where he gets those guys, but yeah. I, I think it could be their year. Yeah, they know. lose one starter, um, and then they also had two forwards. They're supposed to be the real deal that had to sit out last year because of transfer rules that are playing this year. So it sounds like uh, – uh, they're going to be pretty pretty tough to beat, I think. Well, it's sure hard to say they uh, KU is not going to win it again because till they till they do lose it, they're uh, they're on top in that. Till well, they do lose it, didn't they lose it last year? I didn't think they won the Big Twelve last year. Well, who would have won it, Baylor? Because um, two years ago they tie with K State. Yeah. Um, was Texas Tech was really good last year, but they didn't win the Big Twelve. Look at your standings. I thought they were on like fifteen in a row run. They were, um, but I didn't think. I'll have to look that up while we're talking here. But 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 the, so you, right now, I think there's five five teams ranked in the top twenty five: Baylor, KU, Texas Tech, West Virginia, and Texas. Uh, I think all of them are in the top twenty five. I know at least four of them are. Um, and then your next grouping after that is your OSU, OU, Iowa State. Like you said, now TCU and K State both ended last year bad, and. K State's got a lot of um, a lot of replacing to do, and I think they won. They lost like eleven of the last twelve games last year, so uh, so I, I don't I don't envision K State being as good as they have been. Yeah, K, K State's going to be bad. I mean, there's they're picked dead last in the conference. Um, I there's there's potential there, and it's it's exciting. Um, it's just it's going to be a rough year for K State. I mean, you've got. Looking at K-State just real quick, um, just kind of giving a rundown uh, of their team. So you're going to lose Xavier Sneed, mm -hmm. Cartier Jara, grad transferred to uh, Virginia Tech for this year, and then Mikkel Ween graduated as well. So those are your top three scores. They're gone. All gone. All yeah. gone. So, um, And that's from a team that went 11-21 and 21 last year. So yeah. um, it's not going to be good. But with that said, you know, you got uh, – well, McGurl's coming back. I think he averaged seven-ish points a game last year. He's he's going to come back. But but I guess you would consider this a rebuilding year, and I don't know if rebuilding is the right term because you typically have to have multiple good years before you have rebuild, to rebuild. Yeah. Um, and, and this has been the, the criticism of, of Weber. 
since he's been there, the eight or nine years or whatever it is he's been there, he's won two conference championships, which is more conference championships than Martin, Huggins, um, I, I won't even get into the Asbury's and all that stuff, even back before Kruger and right. Hartman. I think Hartman was last one. So Nobody we're talking about won 70s. Two conference championships. So from that standpoint, he's done well. Yep. The problem is, is that when we do that, for like three or four years after that, it's absolutely horrible. And players no, transferring, rather, players leaving. Right. Would you rather be consistent and, and go to the, and he had them there for a while. They were going to the tournament every year. But then we had a we you know, we had the the Barry Brown and Kamal Stokes and Dean Wade. That that class transfers. We have a or graduates, we have a couple transfers, and now we're back to rebuilding from square one. So there's some sophomores and, and freshmen that are playing that are gonna be playing this year for K State. I think, honestly, if they stick around I think they have a good nucleus, and two or three years from now, they're going to be a pretty good team. But this year, it's going to be horrible. The transfer has gotten crazy in basketball. I mean, it just seems yep. like there's a every team's got transfers. I, I was uh, reading a little bit about um, Iowa State, and they've got a DePaul transfer, a Memphis transfer. Um, they're yep. not going to be very good either, though. They're nope. kind of in a rebuild and themselves. Hoiberg started that. When he came back to Iowa State, he had – I remember a couple kids from Michigan State – um, a couple from Canada that he was pulling in. Huh. He started that whole transfer thing. I'll have you for one or two years if you're a really good player and kind of mix in with everybody. Um, and and they've continued that since yep. he's left. So well, you we were talking about transfers and a few weeks back or two maybe two podcasts ago, me and Kevin had brought up the Wichita State situation. And how many kids were transferring from there. But what's yep. happened since? Yeah. Tell a little story on that. Well, yeah. So, I mean, that's official as of yesterday. Uh, Greg Marshall has resigned. So, he didn't resign. I mean, he was asked to resign, right. obviously. Um, I think that it kind of proves at this point that everything was legit, Mostly was true. true. Um, and uh, what was funny was, initially, Wichita State said, we'll pay you $2 million to just go away. And Marshall said no. And that's what's taken a couple of weeks. He ended up getting $7.75 million over the next six years to resign and leave the program. My God. I want to get paid $7 million to suck at my job and have to and be forced to resign. That'd be a nice deal. Boy, I know where I'd be resigning. I'd be resigning down at Grand Lake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can do a little better than that with $7.5 million. No, not if you love it. So, you know what's but, interesting about, about the Big 12 this season, too, um, and, and we can get into OU here in a second, I probably know the least about KU. No, I don't know I any ever, names. I right. read names. Uh, read names. I looked at it for the last couple of weeks thinking we were going to talk about it. And I look at KU's names. I know they're full of guards. They've got a freshman, uh, Bryce Thompson, that's supposed to be really good. And I, I look at every school. I don't know what K-State's got coming as a freshman. Um, but there's a lot of good freshmen coming into the league. Texas yep. has got freshmen. I'll tell you something about Texas. Where their football gets overrated every year, Texas basketball gets underrated mm -hmm. every year. They don't get any respect at all. And they've Texas won't be bad this year. Um all their scoring production returns from last year. Um, they've brought in a five-star freshman kid named Greg Brown. Um, but they're for some reason, they always are lower rated. And it's a funny thing because football, like we've always said, they always get overrated in yep. football. So I don't know what about their – that Shaka Smart is, appears to be a pretty good coach. And, and then on the West Virginia here, we're still talking in the top five of the league. That's probably your top five teams right, right there. Any Bob Huggins team is going to be really good on defense. Oh, and they're absolutely. They're going to be the best yep. in the country probably on yep. de in defense. So. I'm, I'm telling you, if West Virginia, with the with the style and of defense that Bob Huggins plays, if they get the right referees, they can win any game they play. Mm -hmm. If they get a referee that's not going to call those fouls and let them go after those loose balls and hand check and – and wrestle everybody yep. down and that sort of deal. Very physical game. It's going to be like a 50 to 45 type of game. They can beat anybody. Yep. Anybody he at all. He plays that old school basketball. Did you like him when he was coaching here? Love him. Yeah. Love the guy. Um, I actually have read his biography. Yeah. And um, it's similar to Bob Knight, who I know he gets a, a bad rap. Yep. And I'm not saying that the guy didn't make mistakes. 
But you read that book and you read some of the things he talks about and some of the things he did that you never heard in the media. For example, he ended up, well, I don't remember the kid, but there was a kid that he ended up kicking off of the team. It was questionable as far as what the kid did and all that sort of thing. Always felt bad about kicking the kid off the team and therefore losing the scholarship. That kid ended up staying in school, ended up graduating, and Bob Huggins, he came back to a game at one point to to watch at Indiana, and Bob Huggins had his wife walk over and write the kid a check for the tuition that he ended up having to pay out of his pocket when he lost the scholarship because he always felt bad about that. Now, that doesn't play into the persona that the media wants Bob. Right. wants Bob Knight to to be and so you don't hear about stuff like that. Huggins is the same way. The guy's made mistakes. There's no question about it. But at the end of the day, he's a good basketball coach. All his players love him. Every single player you talk right. to, unlike Greg Marshall, every single player you talk to loves the guy. And uh cuz he's hard-nosed and he does yep. seem like he's tough, but I think kids love tough. I mean, that's just I mean, he turned the K-State basketball program around. There's no he question. Didn't. He started that and uh you know, he was. I, I honestly do believe he was sincere when he said that was probably the only job he would have left K State for. Um, he has a love for West Virginia. Well, that's where he played. Yeah, I mean, he's just. I mean, he's that so. special love for it. That's. Uh, yep. You, you, so he'll be there as long as he wants to be there. I would assume. Um, so that's that for me. The in the Big Twelve, you're going to get to watching Big Twelve basketball, and it's probably going to be funny to watch this year. Fun, not as fun to watch because I can. I will assume. There will not be student sections. There yep. will not be big crowds. Be- so that's a normal game for OU. That's normal for OU. But <laughs> like I said before, we don't have a student section. When you go to a KU State game, great student section. When you go to a KU game, great student section. But they've got places for them to set. Um, OU has nowhere for them to set. And we've talked about this before. Yep. It's just not a good basketball well, environment. Well, let's talk about OU. So you got uh, my boy Manic coming back for Larry his. Larry Bird. 42nd year yeah. of eligibility, I think. feel like he's been there forever? It does. And he, uh, you know, he was a, he he grew up right there around Oklahoma City. I think he went to high school at Hera. And um, probably in small school basketball, and it's chalked up there, Hera's not small, that small anymore, but he was probably a uh, forward. And he plays guard there, probably about a six 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 seven guard. Looks a lot like Larry Bird. <laughs> Looks uh, exactly like Larry yeah. Bird. Uh, he's 80s back. Larry Bird with the stash. Yeah, with the stash and everything. But he, but he's not he's not going to win any championships for you. No. He's just a good player. And Doolittle's gone. Doolittle was leading yep. score last year. He's gone. So all they have back right now, the Austin Reeves, Brady Manick, and then there's a uh, sophomore that was last year one of the freshmen. I uh, can't remember his name. D- Davion Har- Harmon. Harmon's his last name. He's potentially a guy that will be drafted someday. I mean, he's got all the tools and everything. He's a sophomore. Uh, right now, we would be what? We would uh, – the guy that's playing for the Atlanta Hawks, he'd be a junior now. <laughs> yep. We, had, we keep a few of those guys. Yeah. That's the bad thing about – we like I said, we go down through here and go, hey, Texas got this great freshman coming in. KU's got a great freshman coming in. For the most part, oh, OSU's got the best freshman of all coming yep. in. That Cade Cunningham kid. Yep. And did you see how they got him? He was going any, everywhere in the country. You know how they got him? Hmm. Hired his brother as assistant oh. coach. Oh, the Last old Danny year. Manning yes. trick. <laughs> Hire the dad brother. or Chalmers. Yeah, <laughs> At least Chalmers' dad was a coach but before then. But. This, this kid, everybody's projecting this Cunningham kid as the newcomer of the year. But he's probably one and done. Because yep. you know what happens to the OSU next year. They get they get banned right, from they postseason get, right, next year. Right, they so that kid's not going to stick around yep. for a postseason ban. Yep. So if he's as good as as we think he is, remember that name, Cade Cunningham. And watch when you're watching OSU and see if yep. he's and as good as advertised. Like I did on football, I'll give you two names uh, from a K State standpoint to to pay attention to. Um, I was I was pretty spot on on one of the two on the football uh, ones, but uh, basketball is easier because there's only eleven guys, right. twelve guys you got to worry about, but. So we got a four-star freshman coming in, Nigel Pack, supposed to be as good as advertised. Pretty excited to see him. And then we have a three-star center, Davion Bradford, who the other day when when they asked Weber, who has surprised you so far um, through your first couple weeks of practices or whatever, and without hesitation, he said Bradford. So sounds like – and those are two spots we really need some help. So yeah. um, it sounds like uh, those two are probably going to be starting, I would guess. So you, don't you have start a couple freshmen, you're in trouble. Right. Unless they're uh, 
you know, when Texas had the freshman named Kevin Durant. Yeah, that was all. That yeah, re- we don't fine. get we don't get recruits like that. So um, the best player in the country probably this year to watch would be uh, the kid from Baylor, Jared Butler. He's unbelievable, and he'll probably be a uh, lottery pick next yep. year. Um, I don't even know to tell you who to watch at Oklahoma. I always think Manic Manic can put up thirty. Oh, he some shoots nights, the ball, but then the next night you'll watch him and he'll put up six. So you you just don't know. This kid Harmon is supposed to be the most exciting player on the team. Uh, with all the um, NBA look and moves and ball handling and all that kind of stuff. So it's a lot of fun to watch. I, I'll tell you, basketball season, when we're in it, when the Big 12's in it, is to me about as exciting as yep. football season. I mean, I, we, I've got into it the last few years. Yeah, I think you've got – I mean, I think you've got seven legitimate NCAA tournament teams in the Big 12. I mean, I think – you can rule out K State and TCU, and I think Iowa State. To your point, I think they're gonna they're gonna struggle this year. I think they've got some decent players coming in, but like K State, I think they're pretty green. Um, yeah, they're young. They've kind of slowly been dropping down. So I I mean I think you've got Baylor and KU are gonna be at the top for the championship. I mean I don't think there's any question about that. You, and then that, our league's got to win non conference games. Correct for people like OU, they've got to win non conference because they're gonna get beat up in the conference. Yep. So if you're saying twenty wins gets you into the Big tournament, you better get half those wins before you start conference play in January. Well, and that's what I was saying with with rankings and stuff. Mm-hmm. They always say Big Twelve is probably the best top to bottom league in the country. But then when we start playing, and they start beating each other up, those losses start to add up. And you know, you've got teams with four or five conference losses in some cases battling for the conference championship. All the computer rankings and all that stuff they start dropping down because of the win loss. Yep. So you got to win those non conference games to make those records look better than they are. Now I'll tell you who. It's, uh, you say how K State's probably in a down year. You watch them win a couple games at home that they're not supposed to win. It always happens. And I've always been pissed off at Lonnie Kruger for one thing. He has never won a game in the state of Kansas since he's been at OU. He's lost every game at Manhattan, every game in Lawrence. Um, Let's hope that continues. And, well, for and that's year. what I say. Well, he's if he's already got that reputation going, OU might be a little better at the beginning of the year because they got older kids, a couple, a couple of seniors coming back. Um, they should go into places and beat freshmen and sophomores, yep. but it just doesn't happen that way. Yep. Just it's it's. It's more unpredictable than football because in football you can pretty much say, hey, I know I'm going here and winning. Basketball, you can't do it. Yep. Well, we'll get into a little bit more as the basketball season goes on. Um, I I, I want to make some picks, but I, I'd say let's wait a couple of weeks. We've got a few other things we want to cover yep. here. Um, yeah, we let's let's watch, a couple, we'll get, watch a couple games, and, and then we'll make some predictions on what we think is going to happen. So moving on to football. So our picks of the week so far, I'm one and one. I, I was one and zero going into last week, and I lost my my pick. Um, I know better than to to pick NFL games on a Tuesday. I think we recorded that, but uh, Philip won his pick. So as of right now, both of us are one and one going into uh, our third week of picks. So should I stick with Indiana again this week? I think you should do what you want to do. <laughs> Here it is, Indy Bedlam week. Sooners have put up two games of 60-plus. I don't think the Cowboys are going to slow them down. I'm taking the Sooners with a minus seven. I think the Sooners will win by three touchdowns. That's funny because I, I've mentioned this before. I don't typically bet. And I, don't, I never do take OU. Anytime we do a syndicate or anything, I leave OU alone. But this, I feel pretty – now watch us lose by three touchdowns. Yep. But, but. So, and I normally don't bet or take K-State four games either. I'm actually going against K-State if we actually have a game this week. I yep. think that Iowa State is is better than West Virginia. What's the spread? It was, uh, it was 11. Wasn't 10 it? points. 10, okay. I yep. saw 11. So, I afternoon. think it might it might be up to 11. It's, oh, it was like 10, 10 and a half back yep. and forth for a little bit. So, it's probably going up. So, get it in now. But uh, Iowa State's better than West Virginia. West Virginia smoked us. The big thing with K-State right now, and I got to think this is priced into the line, so I'll get back to this in a second. But So K-State has 30-some players that right now they're saying are probably going to be out for COVID. We, this game may not even happen. We're going to find out in the next day or two. I saw they canceled 
uh, or postponed Kansas and Texas. Yeah, Kansas, Texas. And um, you know what they said in Kansas. Whew. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Thank know. God. I don't know. I, I'm guessing, uh, well, what's his name down there? The coach for Texas, Tom Herman, is doing that because yeah. you lose to yeah. KU, ask old, ask old Charlie how that ends uh, when you lose to KU. But well. my pick's going to be Iowa State. Minus 10, 10 and a half, 11, I'd still take them. I think they're going to win this game easily. With one caveat, it is Farmageddon, and weird shit happens on yeah. Farmageddon. Yep. So I don't know what it is about this game. We we Games when we're, we're supposed to get blown out by them, it's always close. Um, we, we'd won 10 in a row up till 2018, I think it was. But 09, 010, we had a block extra point to win that game, 24-23. I told you how long our winning streak so, was against them. Yeah, yeah. It's My mom was eight long last time. time. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there was one, uh, I'm trying to remember the year, I want to say 2015, 2016 maybe. We scored 10 points in the final 40 seconds or something like to that win to win the game. Yeah. A stupid fumble on their end. So weird stuff does happen, but I don't I don't see it happening this week, especially if we have that many guys out for COVID. So Iowa State had 561 COVID tests, one positive. It was an athlete, not a football player. So Good. You know, uh, Bedlam here on ours, uh, I'm going to tell you now, and, and most Oklahoma fans will tell you this, I, you don't want to lose. Everybody calls – Oklahoma State, OU's little brother. They've always called it that way. We're, the all-time record is 89-18-7. and seven. It's not very – it's not been a great – Gundy's been there since 05, maybe. He's only won two games. Baker Mayfield won more games in the Bedlam Series than he did. Trevor Jones won more games than he did. Uh, Trevor – Trevor not, not – no, not Trevor not, uh, our, our quarterback after Sam Bradford, he won three or four. But anyway, the – there's been multiple got two two quarterbacks I think that's won more games than Gundy's won in this series, um, from '67 to '96. So my whole from the time I was bo I was born in '70, but say say so, say say '70 till '96, I was I would have been 26 years old. We went 30 and one, something like that. I mean, I just we I never even heard yeah. about losing to Oklahoma State. I can tell you on, at the same the same time. Oklahoma, Texas was 13 14. Mm -hmm. 13. I mean, that's yep. your rival. Right, right. 13 and 14. It, the the longest win streak in the Oklahoma, Texas game is like five five wins, is the longest streak either direction. Right. At the OU OSU, we went, oh, since 97 to, to 2020, we're 18 and five. Gundy's only won twice in all the years he's been there. And one of the years that we lost to him was. In 14, whenever Tyreek Hill, yep. Stoops said, Hill don't game. kick the ball. Yep. With 45 yep. seconds left, we're up by a touchdown. And we we uh, kicked to Tyreek Hill. Had he thrown his girlfriend down the steps the week before, we wouldn't even have had to play Tyreek Hill because he got kicked out and transferred out yep. right away after that. But, yep. um, but I mean, that's his one, one of – now he did beat us in 11, and they had a really good team at OSU that year. They won the Big 12 championship that year. And uh, they were tough. Uh, but most times it's just not been a game, and so so Phillips' prediction OU minus a touchdown. Can't Kevin's prediction Iowa State minus ten or eleven, wherever that line is. Get it now because it's going to go up if they play. Yeah, Gundy's record's two and thirteen. That's what it is standing today. Two and thirteen. That's not good. Nope. <laughs> okay, so, so off of football, let's yep. get into the fun something. Yeah, fun here for so a we're 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 recording this a week earlier than we normally would. We want to give our listeners something to listen to as they're making some travel plans and and traveling for for some Thanksgiving things. And so we thought we'd hopefully talk a little bit to. about Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah, hopefully they get to. So uh, we thought we'd talk a little bit about Thanksgiving. Um, you know, from you know, we we are going to start with kind of talking about some traditions, kind of like we did around uh, was it Christmas? I yeah, think last Christmas year we talked year. a little bit about that, but uh, maybe some Easter things. But what anything you guys do specifically you know, for Thanksgiving? With my kids, since we've been up here since in Salina since '06, my family kind of gets spread out, um, and so Thanksgiving Day itself, normally we don't meet as a family. We'll get somewhere in between Thanksgiving and Christmas and mm -hmm. have one big thing that everybody because. We're kind of spread to all different places now. So for my kids, kind of their tradition has been we've traveled a lot at Thanksgiving. Yep. It's one of the times of the year that we do close the office on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we'll take off on Monday or something like that. And so we've um, gone to New York 
we've gone to, of course, you know, the biggest shopping day of the year. So we've gone yep. places where we can go shopping. One, I think one year we actually even went to Omaha and <laughs> went to the zoo late in the year. Um, went to New York one year. Several times we just go over and stay in either the Country Club area, Country Club Plaza in Kansas City, or out at the racetrack. And then that way the girls get up the next morning and go shopping, just stay in a hotel, and just find a place that's open and go eat. Um, so our traditions aren't like they were whenever I was a kid. And, right. and all my mom's brothers and sisters all pretty much lived within 30 minutes of grandma. Everybody still came to grandma's back then. Yep. And so that was – it's. It's different yep. because people have spread out more, I think. Um, so, travel probably. That's my that's our tradition. <laughs> yep. Now, we're kind of in the same boat. I mean, we you know, when I was younger, we, we used to get together with family and grandparents, stuff like that. Don't really do that as much. Part of that, too, was you know, my neither one of my parents grew up here. And so, their families are in different areas. So that was kind of one of those special times when you were able to get everybody together Yeah. here. Both of our parents live here. We see them all the time. So it's not, I don't want to say it's not as special of a thing, but there's, there's not as much get together as, yeah. as we used to do. I'll tell you one, <laughs> I don't know if traditions the right word for this, but one thing we used to always be able to count on for Thanksgiving and Kelly's going to be laughing when she listens to this and hears me say this, but Kelly's dad always liked to do either Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner, one or the other. Um, typically, it was Thanksgiving, sometimes both. He, he likes to cook, and he doesn't like to give up control. And so he would always, hey, you can go make the gravy, and somebody would be standing at the at the stove stirring it, and he'd come over and tell you, oh, you're not doing it right. <laughs> he'd show you what you, he wants you to do. He'd let you do it. He'd come back over. just take. He, eventually, he'd just take that spoon out of your hand and go, one year we actually just kicked him out of the kitchen completely. We're like, get out of here! We, we you can't even talk to us. Of course, that lasted about forty five <laughs> seconds. But uh, that was always a, a joke uh, between Kelly and I. We always joked around about, hey, what'd you get corrected on today? This is what he told me I was doing wrong. So <laughs> that was kind of a tradition, I guess, if you will. But uh, it was it was pretty funny. But yeah, did this you year, always do your Thanksgiving Day? That's, it is a long weekend for some families and. We always did something on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. Yep. We, we, since, you know, multiple families, we would do one at one place, one, and, and I would go somewhere for uh, football. Usually, usually, and I, and this is not happening anymore, the way the schedules have all got mixed around, and our, we don't play on the same weekends we used to play, but yep. OU, OSU used to always be on Thanksgiving yep. weekend. Yep. Now the Cowboys and the Detroit Lions always play on that Sunday or on that on, on the day on of day, yep, So Thursday, I remember yep. I remember a lot about football yep. um, on the day of uh, the two pro games and sometimes there's a college game I think mixed in there too but yep. it's usually usually those two pro teams always the Cowboys always the Lions playing somebody I think the Packers always play too if I remember right Well the reason we, I mean there's multiple games You don't get games, to see but... the Detroit Lions very much during the year No nope. Unless you, especially when I was younger. So if you wanted to watch Barry Sanders, which I was a big Barry Sanders fan, he think he was the greatest. I got to see him play like on Thanksgiving and hardly any other time. Yep. It's not like TV is now. I can watch B Baker and Kyler any weekend I yep. want to watch them. Yep. And uh, before that was Billy Sims was running back up there. So I can remember from way back. I just ate at Billy Sims barbecue a few weeks ago. I did. In Newton, I, Kansas. I did on Saturday. ate in Newton, <laughs> Kansas. I don't know what it's about that bologna. I love that smoked bologna. I had bologna. the Heisman sandwich, and it is good. Yep. It's stacked with the bologna, uh, a chopped brisket, and on top of it, uh, some sausages. And it all squished yep. into that sandwich. Um, but they don't have a pickle bar or anything sitting nope. there right now. No. Due to COVID, but Billy Sims Barbecue is pretty good. Um, but anyway, that's I remember those things the the football games the um, yep. And I'm not I'm tell you and we'll get into some food here if you want to talk about what your favorite yep. foods are. Mine is probably the desserts more than the food itself. I do love a good pie. Yeah, the, it's the one time of the year you can get a great pecan pie, great pumpkin pie. Uh, my aunt made some of the best uh, cream pies, you know, like the coconut, yep. strawberry coconut, that kind of stuff. Unbelievable good. Because um, I can eat ham anytime. Yep. <laughs> well, we've got we've got some family quarantined. We we've got some family having surgery. 
So we don't, we don't, we're not getting together really with our families at all over Thanksgiving. We're going to have some friends over and, and do a little dinner. But one thing we're, we're going to talk about some food. Let's talk about food first. What, what's your favorite? One thing that oh, you do on you, Thanksgiving that if you go, well, I go back to my grandma's house. And there's a couple of things that at my it's my mamma, my uh, dad's mom, and um, she didn't cook for us a lot every, any other time. She only lived about five miles from us, but she, she didn't cook a lot for us kids. But when we go to her house, and they had a special section of their house that we never used during the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Well, they'd open up that section of the house for Thanksgiving. It's like a special time, Thanksgiving <laughs> time for. And she had two things that I still can remember. Um, now, my mom made real good uh, chicken and dressing, uh, but she made this um, sweet, um, oh, green bean casseroles, one of mm-hmm. them. But the one that I liked the most was the marshmallows on top oh, of yeah, sweet the potatoes. sweet potatoes. Yep, yep. I don't know why she made it better than anybody else that I ever <laughs> knew. <laughs> you know, green bean casseroles on my list, and I was just thinking about this as we were, as I was preparing for the podcast. Why do we only make that around the holidays? Seems like you could do that about any time. I know, and the kids love it. Yeah, I love it. Love it. So, yeah, my favorites were were the green bean casserole. I love that side dish. Um, I know this isn't cooking from scratch, but there's something about stovetop stuffing or dressing that I love. And I do it on a, I'll do it a couple times during the year. I'll maybe have some pork chops for dinner or something like that. I'm just like, you know, it just sounds good. I don't know what it is about that stovetop, but, man, I love that stuff. And then the other one is Kelly's dad made this cranberry sauce. Um, I don't even know what's all in. I know Kelly did get the recipe from him, but um, man, that stuff was good. And it was really good the second and third day when you let it sit. A lot of sugar. I even think he put like orange peels and stuff. It was just really good. Well, my grandma also made this uh, coleslaw and we've talked about before. I'm a big coleslaw fan. Yep. And um, she made this coleslaw that had so many things in it. Uh, sunflower seeds, you know, and, and carrots and, uh, I just couldn't tell you. I wish I had her old recipe cause I always used to think, man, this is the best coleslaw I ever eat. And there's my aunts and everybody, I don't know if it's an Oklahoma thing or if it's a everywhere thing, but everybody brought their coleslaw that they made. Yep. And so it's all different kinds. Some would be plain and too much mayonnaise. Some would be, but somehow my mamaw got it just right every time. Yep. Yep. Well, speaking of food, there's a couple of hacks I wanted to talk about that I, some of these I've done, some of these I've heard about and not tried, but a few things as, as you're sitting around getting ready to prepare the, the meal for Thanksgiving, a few things that, that I would suggest, and this one I actually haven't tried, but I've heard of people doing this before. So as, as we all know, you're not supposed to put the stuffing in the bird anymore because it doesn't get to temperature. It's in the danger zone too long. You got to do the stuffing separate. Yeah. I really like according those, to the CDC. I really like those crispy edges on the stuffing in in the pan. So you I want more too. crispy edges? Make the stuffing in a muffin tin instead of in one big dish, and every little piece oh, of it's going to have a little crispy. Little piece, yeah, it has a little crispy on the edge. Yeah. So we made it in such big volume. Um, you know, I told you we grew up in a restaurant. We did chicken and dressing multiple times during the year mm-hmm. it would be one of the things on the on yep. the uh, buffet I mean, so we got it down to kind of an art any of the old bread you know you just save yep. the bread day from the old freezer bread it's got to be old, old bread, bread. yeah and uh yep we made some really good stuff back then um but uh still to the still what i'd say is i think my aunts and my uh, uh grandma's desserts is what i remember the yep. most yep and it's the only one time a year that I'm eat uh, cranberry sauce. I right. Never, and I like cranberry yep. sauce fine, but I never eat it until Thanksgiving. Yep. Wonder why that is. <laughs> yep. Well, another hack of mine is uh, if you're going to smoke a turkey, which is what most people do, or, or cook a turkey, doesn't matter if it's smoked yeah. or not, but definitely um, is is better if you smoke it with this. But it, do it ahead of time. Shred it up. Put it in, a, in an aluminum pan and refrigerator. Number one, that smoke flavor is going to get more intense when it sits in the refrigerator. But number two, now you don't have to mess with the turkey the day because that's always when's it going to be done. I don't know what's going on. Is it too hot? Is it not? You know. So if you do it this way, just pour a little bit. Of, put it in one of those aluminum disposable pans. 
Um, an hour before you eat, put a little bit of chicken stock in there just to keep some moisture in there. Cover it up. Put it in the oven. It's going to warm back up. Yeah. The chicken stock's going to keep it moist. It's going to be – and now you don't have to mess with the turkey the day of, which is, yeah. is something that I've actually started doing, and I'm going to do it this year again. So um, this is another one, speaking of turkey, if you're doing turkey in the oven, that – again, I haven't tried this one, but I, I've talked to people that swear by this. When you cook a turkey – you want the breast to be at a different temperature than the dark meat, and then they cook at different speeds. That's always the challenge is how do you get the dark meat cooked enough before the breasts dry out because right. the breasts are typically ex- more exposed. People talk about this. Again, I've never tried this, but put ice packs on the chicken breast, on the turkey in your pan, for about 15 to 20 minutes before you cook it. That huh. cools the temperature way down on the breasts, and therefore, as they're cooking at different speeds, when the dark meat's done, your breasts are supposedly not going to be overcooked because they started at a lower temperature. It took them longer to get up to temperature. So definitely uh, one that I read and I've heard about. Um, people swear by it, but I've never actually tried that one before. But, you know, my family, when we go to my little brothers shoot deer every year, this is sort of another little tradition. <coughs> Um, they make deer chili every year mm-hmm. for the last several That's... years. We've had, we've had deer, deer chili. Now Lisa always, uh, she'll come in and go, what in the world kind of wild game are your brother's going to stir up this year? Turtle soup and, <laughs> and chili, deer chili, but actually the deer chili is pretty good. Yep. Yep. Um, it's just not a normal Thanksgiving thing. No, but I do it's, like it's, deer chili. Deer season. Like I said, we're, I don't know what deer season exactly opens down there, but it, it's always, there's always one ready to be ate at around yep. our Thanksgiving time. A couple, couple other ones I've got is this is no exceptions to this rule if you're cooking a turkey. You need to leave your turkey sitting and resting for a minimum of 30 minutes, preferably 60 minutes would be better before you carve it. No exceptions. Before you carve it, okay. No exceptions. I promise you if you're not doing this, you should start doing this. There is no exception to that. The other thing that we do all the time, the people will come over and like, that's actually a really good idea. We make the mashed potatoes ahead of time, put them in a crock pot on low. Keep them warm. Again, freeze up stove space. One less thing you got to do at right. crunch time. So, yep. Did you ever deep fry a turkey? I have. Okay, we that's what we did the last several years. And when we and like I said, this may be this may be Christmas for us, or it may be Thanksgiving. It's a blended holiday for us. But um, we've had s- several years in a row roast or fried the turkeys. Mm-hmm. And, I love and fried I love, turkey. I, love it. I do yeah. too. That you can't get better skin on a turkey than when you fry. And it. it's however many pounds it is, so many minutes right. for every pound or whatever it was. I didn't. I wasn't the one that did it. I don't have one of those big vats. But uh, yep. But they're great. I'll tell you State a funny fair. story about that. About <laughs> and this was back when turkey frying first started being a thing. We wanted to try it at Kelly's mom's house. And it wasn't the fancy turkey fryers you see now. It was a big pot on top of a rack with a burner, propane burner underneath yeah. it. Doing it outside. Yep. Yeah. So the, the instructions said, put your bird in the, in the vat or in the pot. Fill that thing up to water or water up to the top of the turkey. Pull your turkey out. Where that water level is, that's where you want to put your oil. Because you want to make sure your oil covers the turkey. Right. Right. Made complete sense. I'm like, yeah, that's easy. So we do all that. Take the turkey out, dump the water out, put the oil in. Well, what you don't account for, and they, and I'm guessing we probably could have sued this company because we <laughs> followed the instructions to AT. Oil expands when you heat it up. So we it's fire. Like, thank God we weren't in the garage. We were not. We were out in the driveway. That we fire that turkey fryer up, the flame up, and that oil starts going up and up and up. And at this point, we don't even have the turkey in there yet, and it's about to start going over the top. And if it goes over the top, now we've got a huge grease fire. Yeah. And so we ran inside and grabbed every pot and everything with the handle we could, and we were dishing out oil out of that thing. And <laughs> and uh, uh-huh. lesson learned. I won't make that mistake again. But we literally followed those instructions to AT and about burned our house down. So well, that was the first and last time we fried a turkey. 
That's, you haven't done it since. Nope, haven't done it since. No, so. I, I really like them fried. I mean, and you go, like I said there, quietly, the uh, state, fire, state fair fried turkeys are mm-hmm. always awesome. Yep. Um, but we don't do them very much. It is a lot to eat. One yep. turkey leg is a lot to eat. Yep. Yeah, a couple more hacks I have, and then we'll move on here. Um, number one, you need some space in the refrigerator to put some stuff. What I like to do, and I haven't had to do this in a while, um, because you know a lot of times multiple people bring stuff, but um, take out your pickles, your salad dressings, all that stuff that, that's taking room up in your fridge. Put them in a cooler with some ice packs. Store them in a cold garage or whatever. Now you've got plenty of room in your refrigerator. Yeah. On the flip side of that, talking about coolers, if you're doing a big thing of stuffing and all that kind of stuff and you just need to keep it warm, do it ahead of time, cover it up, wrap it in a towel, put it in coolers. Stack those things up in coolers. They'll stay warm for hours. You'll notice a lot of my stuff is I hate that panic an hour before it's time to eat when and you, everything's and you probably hate getting done. The, everything uh, cluttering up your whole your whole space yep. all day long. Yep. That's, so if you can do this stuff ahead of time, yeah. and then when the family comes over, you get to enjoy them more, you get to converse, you're yeah. not running around the kitchen like a chicken with its head cut off. Same thing here, gravy. Make your gravy ahead of time, put it in a thermos. It'll stay yep. warm in a thermos for hours. When you're ready to go, put it in your gravy boat, you're ready to go. So If you take your food out into the garage, make sure not to let the dog out there. Be my dog, it would be yeah. all gone by the time... And turn on Christmas vacation. And one other thing that I have here um, is all-around mashed potatoes. So I have not tried this. Disclaimer, I've never done this before. But I've heard people do this, and I see it all over online. If you are prepping a whole bunch of potatoes, you know how long it takes to sit there and scrub those things with a brush. No, I'm talking about cleaning them off. Just scrubbing them. Okay, yeah. People swear by this. Put them in your dishwasher on the top rack and run a rinse cycle. Huh. When you pull those potatoes out, they will be spotless, and you just saved your time sitting there scrubbing every one of those potatoes. Talking about peeling them, boil your potatoes whole. If you boil those potatoes whole, put them in ice water to stop the cooking when they're done, you pull them out, use your hands, and the skin will come right off. You don't have to sit there and peel them. So... Anybody out there that's prepping a crap load of potatoes for Thanksgiving, you want to try that? Give it a shot. Let us know how it goes for you because I have not tried the dishwasher thing I'm yet, always but. in the danger zone on that. I, I'll take a trash can and put a kid with a knife in his hand and just see how long it lasts till we get a first cut finger. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so anything else on, on the Thanksgiving? Um, no. I, um, you know, I, I do feel like I'm, I'm always driving. Always driving on yep. Thanksgiving. Somewhere way off and i guess that's my own fault for moving away from family but but we we've got to where we kind of enjoy it uh well what do you do with leftovers me um we don't have them <laughs> like i said we go out to eat for yeah. thanksgiving so i've not i've not had this issue now my family was so big um back whenever we were kids i don't think there were very many leftovers hmm. out there well um Although the sandwiches for several days, I do yeah. remember that. I remember and the ham sandwiches, sandwiches are for fine. multiple days and turkey sandwiches for multiple but, days. And you could do, you know, like I've, I've given the recipe out on this podcast before for chicken and wild rice soup. You could easily substitute that for some turkey yeah. shredded up. You know, obviously turkey chili is pretty popular. The sandwiches are popular. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you want to get into making crust and pot pies. But I'll tell you one thing. If I would be interested if somebody wants to try this. I've not tried this. I've tried the recipe before, but not this way. Guy Fieri has a recipe. It's called Turkey and Green Chili Al Forno. It's kind of a pasta bake, if you will, with a lot of green chilies. And and it actually calls for ground turkey. You ground, brown some ground turkey and throw it in there. But I would think if you shredded up some turkey and put it in there to replace the ground turkey, it would be just as good. So if anybody's so out there is looking for an idea uh, for something new to try with some leftover turkey, I'd try that. Call Kevin and see if he's got any leftover. The other thing that I really, that we do a lot, because we make a lot of mashed potatoes. We love mashed potatoes in this house. I loved, and I got this idea from a, a place in Lawrence back when Kelly was going to KU. There was a mashed potato restaurant. They would, you'd, they'd take the scoop, put it on the flat top with some oil, and get that bottom really crispy, put some toppings on it, and they'd cover it with a bowl and steam it to melt your cheese or whatever. But, um, 
mashed potato cakes. Take those potatoes, mix them up with onions, herbs, whatever you want. Kind of make a like a patty out of it, and then put a little bit of panko on there. Fry those up in a cast iron skillet or a flat top. Is that a business plan that you would like to take it to your banker? No, it, it didn't last banker, very long. Explain to your banker how this is going to make it. It was very, very good. It didn't last potato. very long. Oh, that's what I always think. Those things are probably are really good, but you better be a little more diversified than baked potatoes. Yep. <laughs> okay, so we have a treat for our listeners here before we sign off on this podcast. I've been watching a lot of the contests online on... Uh, eating hot stuff. I talked about the chicken wing contest a few weeks ago, but uh, I've always wanted to try Dave's Insanity Sauce. I don't so I know bought a why bottle. we're this dumb. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, this is this is good <laughs> podcast and good TV. So, yeah. so that everybody knows we're going to we're going to sample Dave's Insanity Sauce here while we're while we're talking. Um, Philip, you did a little research on this. You want to tell us what's I, in there? I actually he asked do I want to do it? I'm not a big hot sauce guy. I, I, I like a little bit hot, but not a lot hot. So I said, well, I wrote him back and said, is it hot, hot? And he said, I, he didn't know. He hasn't tried it yet. So I, I said, well, I'm going to just look it up. I'm guessing with the name like Dave's Insanity Dave's Sauce Insanity Sauce. So I just pulled it up, and it says that it's uh, Capuscan extract, which is used in pepper spray. It's the main ingredient for yep. pepper spray. So basically, we're fixing to put pepper spray in our mouth, gargle with pepper spray. And it says it's hotter than the... Hottest habanero peppers ever, <laughs> and uh, rated 180,000 Scoville units. And Tabasco, by comparison, is 25 to 5,000. This is 180,000. Phil's head's getting ready. Not he hasn't even real, tried it yet. I, I might mix it with the milk instead of drinking the milk. I don't know. So we brought I, we brought my daughter Morgan in on this. She wants to try it. It's as her birthday well. week, and she wants to. It is. She's she's now stuff. driving. Learner's permit. All Big right, 14. Happy birthday. Thank you. All right, so what we're going to do, we all have a little bit of milk in front of us, but... Uh, and if I poured, a 14-year-old girl can do it, surely I can do I poured, it. <laughs> I poured three spoons of it. You guys can take as, as little as you spoon, want. Please. So I'm going to hand fill one of these. Oh, my word. Mo, you got yours? So yeah. just take a little bit. We don't have to get too carried away with it, That's but just finger. taste it, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens if it's really as hot as they say it is. Let's roll. Oh, it is. It is. It just bit my tongue. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, my tongue's already on fire. Oh my god! <laughs> and oh my I just god. barely put it on my lips. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, you know, put some of that on your tongue. What do you, What do you taste, Mo? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I literally just barely, and it's got my whole mouth going. I just barely put it on my tongue. Look at that picture. I barely even touched it. It's hot. It's it's not as hot as. <laughs> it's hot enough. I guarantee you. It's, it's not as hot as I thought it would be, but it's. Uh... Well, I barely touched it. I mean, like I just put it on my tip of my lip and it's uh, and lick my lip. The thing is, uh... is it tastes terrible. <laughs> I don't even know if it has a taste. Uh-huh. I had to drink a little bit of milk there. Um, the t- like I like hot sauce with good flavor to it, but this really doesn't have flavor. Doesn't no. taste like chili powder. Like it has no flavor yeah, to it whatsoever. It's not, it's not something that we're gonna. Are you okay? Invest in. Yeah. What are you feeling? What do you got going on over there? <laughs> I can't really feel my tongue. Your tongue? How about your, your tongue, lips? My lips are on fire right now. Yeah, my tongue is numb. Of course. All right. Well, that wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I'm actually thinking about taking a little bit more. I'm, I don't want any Oh, my. No, thanks. I'm out. Can I do another one? Do one. Just see what it does to your lips. That was a lot. Mm-mm. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. It's bad enough. I, uh, <laughs> I've never ate the hottest stuff at Buffalo Wild Wings, and some people say it's raunchy, the hottest yes. stuff. But I just say, I'm not doing it. If it's that hot, I'm more of a medium <clears throat> You just got to be careful how you breathe when you're eating it. You know what's one of the worst things when you talk about this cooking hacks? When you're cooking with those jalapenos and, and you, you pick your nose and you start wiping your yeah. eyes and things <laughs> like that. I have just got worn out on my eyes before. Ooh. All right. We're back. More milk for me, too. It, I barely, I literally barely touched it. If anybody really, really likes hot stuff, Dave's Insanity Sauce. And you don't use much. 
be my yeah. only advice. I mean, my, my lips are, are, oh, Morgan, don't throw up on us. <laughs> I'm not. My my lips are burning. My <laughs> tongue still is smiling, but her eyes are watering. My eyes are watering. My lips are a little warm, but I didn't. It wasn't as bad as I thought. So, well, hey, that was interesting. Um, for a one last thing here before we go, kind of an interesting story that I saw um, last week. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, went to uh, the French Laundry, the uh, restaurant, yeah, with uh, people from multiple other households. Um, literally a couple of days after his administration warned Californians not to get together with their own families over Thanksgiving. That just it just hit my uh, Adams or whatever you call that thing that hangs down the back of your throat. Oh my god! Yeah, as this hit it, Phil's sweating. His <laughs> eyes are watering. <laughs> I'm not into this stuff. I guarantee you. So yeah, he just announced a few days before that they were reversing their reopening plans ordering 28 counties to return to their purple tier, which is the most restrictive guidelines. Well, it wasn't for him. What's wasn't, that? It wasn't for him then, was it? No, it wasn't. It was for everybody else. Yeah, yeah, for everybody else. I wish I could do a good Arnold Schwarzenegger here, the governor of California. <laughs> I mean, I, and this is this is my issue with, with, I think, a lot of these career politicians. I'm for term limits. I'll say that yeah. right out of the gate. Yeah. I mean, I think these guys, they go dine at $450. This is a $450 per person restaurant. It's on my bucket list of places to go. Um, and meanwhile, they tell you you can't even go to McDonald's in California to get a meal. They got everybody closed down, so every, nobody has a job. All these restaurants are closed. And in the meantime, he goes to the French Laundry with other people. Speaking of uh, good restaurants, and it was a little expensive, too. Have you ever ate at the steakhouse inside the casino in Wichita? No. It's a Fire Grill is the name of it, I believe. I've eaten at other places, but not they that one. Actually, got great steaks. I had a prime rib, and it was so good you just would not believe. But well, my lips are now numb. My lips are bad shape right now. Um, Mo, how's your lips? It's better. My my nose is running, <laughs> and my lips are numb. I, I literally just touched it to my lips. That's all I did. I didn't swallow right away. I it's it's bad. Don't do it, guys. I'm going to warn you. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh come on! That's Where's your advice. sense of an adventure? That's my advice to you. All right, well, that's going to wrap up our uh, Thanksgiving episode, if you will. One-year anniversary. Yep, yep, as happy always. Happy anniversary, Kevin. Happy anniversary, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing? That was Mo kissing her dad, one-year anniversary. No. uh yep. Well, like always, if you uh, are looking for some financial advice, please uh, consider giving Rustin a call. Uh, I say this every time, great guy there. Uh, he's always going to have your family and your best interests in mind and any advice he gives you. So if you're looking for something like that, please feel free to give him a shout. Hey, Mo even likes Rustin, right? <laughs> yeah. Good. He listens to this. So it's good. <laughs> and you, we sit by him at basketball. It's a good thing you said that. Now, great guy. He's going to have your family's best interests. So please uh, consider him if you're looking for any kind of financial advice or any help in that realm. Outside of that, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Philip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.